Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glover's Cast. I am back from a Scar gig. It's not been going on since Thursday, but I very much enjoyed uh, the gents trying to explain what Scar was. I think they came to a pretty sound definition in the end. Um, here on a Sunday morning, your Monday, we're here to talk about another game where Yeovil scored two goals. And here to talk about it is Mr. Ben Barrett, live from Ilminster. Hello. Yeah, apologies. I'm not on my usual setup. I haven't got my posh microphone for this one. So if my audio is a little worse, that'll be why. And live from Preston via Norfolk, Mr. David Coates. Good morning. Yes, two thirds of us in Somerset. Hey, whatever next, whatever next. Although uh, I'm hopeful that by uh, this time next week, I will be one of the two thirds of us that are in Somerset. Live and direct from a Premier Inn in downtown Yeovil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're in the middle of Yeovil. Yeah, I thought I'd booked myself into the Airfield Tavern one, but uh, it turns out I didn't realise it's been, been too long since I've been in Yeovil Town Centre, but didn't realise there was two Premier Inns in Yeovil. Good Friday, opposite Weatherspoons. I know. It's a good job I'm deaf, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hearing well, aid batteries not required. You are going to be in the, you know, the entertainment district of Yeovil at that point you could go to the cinema you could go and see the now closed Frankie and Benny's yeah um yeah Nando's is just underneath me I've got uh Casper's desserts you know yeah yeah, yeah Elliot Watts lives just across the road you know the world is literally my oyster so. <laughs> or, or spoons you might bump into some a proprietor of a global news outlet as well I might do might now yeah yeah, yeah yeah if you're listening well, proprietor. I'm not sure he's proprietor, is he? But um, yeah, maybe a a contributor. Perhaps. Anyway, but... should we talk about um, talk about Kings Lynn? Well, actually, before we do that, I I think it's just good to know that you weren't abducted. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no. I went to see uh, Less Than Jake, who, um, for those who don't know, had some very big songs in the late '90s, early '90s, and a nice band to have a dance to. Yeah, 
I, I did have uh, someone approach me on the terrace at Kings Lynn and ask me what ska band you went to because oh. they were into ska music. And I told them, listen, Jay, and it didn't mean anything to them. Oh, so okay. I think their, their taste in ska music may be there was a, there was a, 20 years ahead of yours. Yeah. There was a, another, there was a band that supported called the Toasters who oh. I went back and had a look at them on Spotify and they released their 30th anniversary album in 2012. So there you um, go. there's an older one that were, they were very good. They had a keyboard player who played it like he was karate chopping it. It was, uh, it was brilliant. Very good. But there you go. Fine. Yeah. I wasn't abducted and held hostage. Um, contrary to the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> we did try to start some rumours it didn't really take off to be honest with you but uh, yeah I'm not saying nobody cared but nobody got in touch anyway well, yeah the wife the wife didn't get in touch either so oh yeah. <laughs> but yes King's Lane King's Lane so it was uh, I said in my conclusions it was a day to make you realise that we are a non-league football team uh, and that's not really uh, that sounds like a criticism of, Con- uh, of King's Lane um, and it probably is in some ways but uh you know they 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 are what they are aren't they but um yeah it was a fairly non-leaguey kind of game uh very scrappy in in well basically the the entire 90 minutes very little in the way of quality on the on the pitch uh, i mean I, I don't know how you really judge the quality of a pitch because because i just kind of look at it and think well if it's more green than it is brown it's all right but you could see as the ball was going over the surface, it was kind of like bouncing its way along. So probably told you something about the um, the standard of the, of the pitch. I think I referred to it as bobbly, which is probably a fair assessment. Um, Martin Little uh, referred to it in far more deserving terms. I think he said it was horrendous. And on the commentary, they noted it very early, actually. Yeah. Marcus, they noted it very, very early that it was... It was basically, it looked like it was really sodden underneath. It was really thick and mucky and horrible and, yeah, no good whatsoever. So, yeah, all round thumbs down for the Kingsland groundsman, I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon they had transported the pigs from that ground? The pigs <laughs> the pigs that you got stuck in traffic in, do you reckon they were transported from there to the field that you... I mean, yeah, so on my way on my way to Kingsland, I was about 10 miles outside of the town, stopped for five minutes in traffic and then suddenly started again. Uh, couldn't work out why I had stopped and then glanced down this track as I was driving past and there must have been I'm going to say about 500 pigs that had crossed the road so that was a a welcome back to the countryside for me but uh, I mean they were moving pretty quick but uh, I was probably going a steady 50 for that next 10 miles so if you got a 50 mile an hour pig then maybe they were there yeah (laughs) I hunt pigs as well there was well I I mean I'm I'm guessing aren't I? I only saw the back ends of them which you know might be the best part of a pig to see but the um <laughs> there was a lot of them i reckon there i i, I was i'm saying hundreds you were, in, you were in swine country yeah yes it was um yeah it was uh it was a, a very um in, well not an interesting journey it was quite a, a, an ordinary kind of journey but well once <laughs> once you got off the motorway uh it certainly slowed down to make you realize that you were going to uh one of the backwaters of uh, of football, I should say. But yeah, it's slightly ironic that uh, the back end of a pig and the pig tails prevented you getting there too early. Oh too no! Early. Oh. Too early. Right. 
let's move on. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, the game started all right. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The referee yeah. blew his whistle and they... About three exactly. About yeah. three he, he, he wasn't stuck behind the pigs then, is what we're saying. Uh, well, not as far as I'm, I'm, I'm aware. No, Mr. Mr. Swallow, who I remember us talking about, Ben, after uh, you were down at Yeovil, Woking, was it? Uh, he was the referee yeah. then, I think. And I think you remembered him being quite liberal with his yellow cards. Well, he was uh, uh, he was relatively liberal, but um, he, he also seemed to miss quite a lot. I mean, I'm not allowed to complain about referees, am I? But um, nope. I am complaining about him a little bit there. But he, he certainly uh, gave, us a, gave us a good start anyway. Uh, Tom Knowles, or Thomas as the non-league paper called him, Thomas Knowles picked the ball up and uh, and did his usual bursting into the box uh, from from where I was stood on the um, under the tin roof at the walks. It it looked like he got a bit of a body check from their fullback, but watching it back on the uh, on the highlights, he looked like he may have played for it a little bit. I think, don't we? Um, he, he was expecting the challenge. I think it's fair to say, <laughs> yeah. and he was trying to soften his blow by halving the amount of distance between himself and the ground before the contact was made yeah he was he was well on his way he was he was yeah it, it looked it looked i looked at it and i just thought well that's a penalty isn't it it's, it's got to be he also smashes the ball out of play he ain't getting the ball on the other side if that touch doesn't get followed by a by a challenge yeah the ball goes completely out of play yeah if that gets given i tell you what if that gets given against you we're probably sat here having a moan about it but I, I think it was, so. given, it was given for us, so it was an absolute stonewaller. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. But there wasn't really too many complaints from the Kings Lynn fans, and uh, the, yeah, the Lynn Army, as they referred to themselves, uh, average age maybe 14, 15, something like that. Um, were yeah, they were they're quite vociferous, but they they didn't cause too many problems with that. Tom Knowles went down just in front of them, you know, holding his uh, holding his ankle at a point about ten minutes later, and uh, they they let him know what they thought of him then, and he yeah uh, sort of turned around, laughed at them, and blew him a kiss. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he was uh, doing his usual thing. I do like Tom Knowles. He's uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a way about him. But yeah, so so went one and and to be honest with you, at that point they looked like they were there for the taking, Kings Lynn. I mean. I know they've had some good results coming into that, including one on 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 just a Tuesday night before. But it felt like we really needed to go and get a second and um, really crush their spirits. But we didn't. We 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 sat back a bit and we we let them come on to us. And they have got some decent players in in their side. Uh, um, and two of them actually combined for their for their equaliser. McGavin, I think it was, who was the uh, on loan with them from. Uh, Ipswich put a, it was a great pass but if you watch it again on the highlights the defending was somewhat suspect I think it went past three of our our players uh, to land at the feet of another good player that they've got Clunan who um, yeah put the ball but there wasn't, there wasn't a great deal Ted Can could have done about it but it was a good finish I thought it was well, a little dink and everything. Yeah. I, I thought that I don't know whether it's just the camera angle, so you don't quite get the full picture of how we but, defended. It looks like it's a hell of a pass to pick him out. And it's a, it's and, a yeah. great it is a great pass, but speaking of someone who was absolutely banging in line with Clunan where he was, and not just me, because Hugh was as well, he was off, I reckon. Yeah. He was off. I'll tell you one person who wasn't in line with their player, the linesman on the other side. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was no, he, he was, he was a good uh, couple of yards behind it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, he looked offside to me, but none of our players seemed to appeal for offside. So, but Hugh and I were adamant it was, uh, he was off. Yeah. Cause it goes in behind Mark Little, doesn't it? And you yeah. sort of, of all the players, he's going to positionally be aware and know what's around him. You'd have thought if he's behind him, then he's going to be the one who's going to be kicking off the most about that if it was offside, but yeah. maybe he wasn't sure what he had in line with him. He had a bit yeah. of a bad day, I think, Mark Little. He did have a little bit of a bad day. No. That, um, <laughs> the, the the highlight had Tom Knowles popping into shot at the end yeah. and little Knowles kind of look at each other and I just wonder if Knowles isn't the most defensively minded person in the world and in a 4-4-2 he's maybe got to do a bit more of that and I don't know we haven't seen the wider angle I haven't seen the build-up but if he was a little bit out of position and maybe wasn't tracking in the same way maybe we kind of opened that a little bit too easy after the game Mark Little said me and the other two lads on that side were furious yeah. the other two lads I assume would be Neufel and Knowles looking at the way we signed up so um, yeah nice pass but should really be blocking them out at some point in the build-up. Maybe putting the the lad under a bit more pressure. Maybe just not allowing that run to be quite so easy, or for the linesman to catch up. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. What was, what was your view on the red? Obviously, Matt Worthington loves a red card against Kingsley. <laughs> I don't know what Kingsley have done to upset him. That was their manager's son as well. He went in on so. Um, oh, Widrington. Yeah, Widrington. Yeah. Um, Tip, tip, from from where I was stood at the time, I thought it was a red card. Uh, I've seen it again on the on the highlights. He does get the ball. The ball definitely, you know, makes contact with the ball, but he gets a lot of the player as well. I think. I think he gets he gets enough of the player for the referee to make a make a decision. And then their players were obviously all around, and their bench was up in arms. So they were they 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 made it very difficult for him not to give a red. I think. If he'd have given it, it was an orange, I would say. I think if he'd have given a yellow, you'd have thought, oh, he's got away with one there. But um, a red, you think him, it was, it was full blooded, shall we say that? It's weird for Worthy because he never really gets no. in. It doesn't tend to get in those situations, no. really. He's usually he's on his feet and moving the ball about. But yeah, for it to happen twice, I think the, the first one, the, the first game of the season was a similar. Yeah, type of tackle, wasn't it? It was an over the ball, straight red card one. Very odd. But what do you think from when you saw it on the highlights? I really don't know, and I, it gets. I'm, I'm sat here. I've watched it. I've watched it so many times on the highlight from that one angle, and that's all you're going to get. And I keep thinking about it's all down to the pernickety details of it's almost the angle of his foot that matters. If he goes in with a side foot angle, and his studs aren't pointed towards the player that he's tackling. I think it's a really good tackle and you just get on with it. It's a good full-blooded tackle. It doesn't need to happen. It doesn't need to come to anything. But if your studs are pointing towards a player, it suddenly becomes dangerous. And I think when you get to that pernickety level of not being able to tell from my angle, if I was refereeing from that one TV angle, I couldn't give it because I couldn't be sure. The referee's got a much better angle of it than I have. He's also got a bunch of players on him for a second straight away, giving it the big one. Um, I couldn't be sure. And for me, if you can't be sure, you can't give it. So, not a red. (laughs) 
Obviously, you didn't have the best vantage point to not give. No, it's it, so. true. Like, I really didn't. I couldn't have been further away if I tried. <laughs> that Cornwall or somewhere might have been further away, mightn't it? But uh, yeah, but um, but yeah. I mean, I I thought I I, I didn't complain. I, I I looked up and I just went, Ugh! yeah. And then when when he got sent off, I thought, mm, yeah, probably was. But yeah. So how so, did we how did we cope with it after that red? Um, I mean, for the first, um, well, what was it? Because it was three minutes from half time, wasn't it? Yeah. So we kind of wobbled a little bit, I think, or let us let our heads go um, a, a bit. And obviously, they scored five minutes, a couple of minutes into injury time, wasn't it? Yeah. And again, I mean, I'd say that we were affected by the red card, but the defending for the second goal and the defending for the first goal wasn't great you can talk about the past talk about the finish the defending for the second goal was very poor um they had a lad barrett who in the uh right up in the non-league paper he said he had an anonymous first half i thought he looked good i mean he's big lad <laughs> he's definitely a part-time player let's put it that way and uh, and a couple of our fans may have told him that uh and he may have uh pointed to his uh, midriff when he uh, ran away because he he created it all but little again I think got found out a bit by him and Ted Can should have been holding on to that Ted Can parries it basically onto the toe of Omateo Ted Can should be doing a lot better for that I, I wouldn't blame Ted Can for the first goal but he should be doing better with that second one I think Omateo you know was just there in the right place and couldn't really miss from there even he couldn't miss from there. Uh, but say, I, I put it in my report. I messaged him. I said, Marcus Duncan, you said, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable against any team with gold on Mateo up front. And I said, well, that's jinxed him. I told him exactly what I thought of him. I told him, Duncan, you've done us there. <laughs> and he agreed he had. <laughs> he agreed. He felt responsible. Yeah, Ollie, Ollie spoke about yeah. gold Duncan. and said how he'd... Seemed to have a bit of a, his head had a bit of a wobble since the new manager came in and he seemed to have improved. Um, yeah, I mean, they were, with a couple of exceptions, I'd say maybe two or three players that they had, they were pretty poor side. And I, and I, and I think they dragged us down to their level, really. Not yeah, that I'm claiming that we're any world beating um, uh, side of self, but we've got a lot more quality than they have. But it was, <laughs> this was not a day for quality um, of any kind. With well, uh, You got with, some at the end. Yes, there was one moment of quality which definitely came in uh, at the end when Charlie Wakefield came on. And again, if you haven't seen it on the highlights, make sure check out the highlights because it was a it was a great finish and I um I initially wrote in my conclusions that he picked the ball up on the right but that was just because I kept singing the Starman song at the uh, after he <laughs> after he did and then I was thinking no he's on the left he's not on the right completely confused me but yes he 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 I don't know whether he wanted he had a point to prove having been dropped to the bench but I said after the Barnet game that he looked tired and he looked like he was trying so hard and it wasn't really getting him anywhere but there were a couple of occasions when he did come on I think he came on for the last 10 minutes where similar to Neufeld actually uh, in the time uh, at Barnet when I saw him uh, picked the ball up and immediately wanted to wanted to run with it and cause problems and obviously they were down to 10 men by then as well so uh, yeah that, that's exactly what we needed to do for those last 20 minutes it was 
it was all us, to be honest. And they 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 were holding on for the win. They've been holding on for the win uh, all through the second half, really. You wouldn't have really known that it was 10 against 11 for, what was it, I think the 70th minute they had their lad sent off. You wouldn't have really known that there was uh, we were playing with 10 men, which is credit to us that, that we didn't, but it also shows you the opposition we were we were up against then. I know um, they're less... I think they're five points adrift at the bottom now. I think they were six at the beginning, so they're in a better position than um, than they were. But I, I, I have a funny feeling we won't be going back there next year. You're back yes. in. You're back in your boys' older shot. To <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Stay yeah. Out of it. My, Do we? Well, they'd be boring wood yesterday. So yeah, yeah. find your form just in time for us. Boring woods. FA Cup runs killed yeah, them, hasn't it? It really has. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Do we need a song for Charlie Wakefield when he's playing on the left? Yeah. I was thinking the same tune. He's There's a star man playing on the left. His name is Charlie Wakefield and he leaves defences bereft. <laughs> bereft. And his touch no. is rather deft. Yeah. yeah, there we go. His touch is rather deft. There we yeah. go. There's a couple of options there. So. I think it's getting a bit poetic for a, for a terrorist <laughs> chant, isn't it? But uh, yeah. <laughs> Never heard bereft or deft in uh, no. any. Uh, Let's bring our chance up a bit, shall we? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try and be uh, class. But has a yeah. player ever had three chance? What's the other one he's got? Come on. What? We, Charlie start, Wake- we, we finished a podcast with it one day. Start. Did we? Charlie Wakefield is the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to say though, I, I wouldn't have classed the one that uh, one that they, they, they some people were singing on Saturday it was da, 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 Charlie Wakefield. <laughs> <laughs> Not really much effort been put into that one, is there? But yes, no. yeah, of course, yeah. But you can't uh, now. It's old Charlie. Do you know what he's worth? Charlie Wakefield's the best on earth. You know, there's too many Charlies in that. I think, isn't there? Yeah, because you can't say Darren anymore because he's too busy watching Matt Warb- Warburton score two goals against him. Eek! That must have been awkward for him yesterday, mustn't it? Saw that on the highlights and thought, <laughs> You thought what, sorry? Matt, I thought, Woohoo! No, okay, just, I just wanted to confirm. Yeah. Had him on toasted Warburton. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's better than Twirly or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, um... Uh, but yeah, so so good bit of uh, good bit of quality from Charlie Wakefield. I think that was probably about the only bit of quality that there 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 was. The um the 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 queue for the uh, for the tea bar was a serious risk of starvation at one point. I think, and uh, yeah, people in high vis jackets who were slightly overzealous. One of our fans got thrown out for sitting on a barrier. You know, that is basically, you know. That's uh, that, that's completely against the rules, isn't it? Is, so, it like, is it like a fence type thing? I know it's like a like a barrier that you rest your arms yeah. on. Yeah. But at half time, it wasn't like it was during the game or anything. At half time, he was just <laughs> sat up there talking to his mates, and then next thing I saw, he had a steward under each arm. So uh, yeah, it was typical uh, <laughs> a steward under each arm <laughs> yeah he did he did literally being being lifted out and he's not he's not like uh somebody who's particularly uh feisty or uh or argumentative but you know i give them a high vis jacket they run the world don't they but 
Yeah, cues for the tea bar and overzealous stewards. I'm looking forward to going to Hewish Park on Good Friday. So, <laughs> but yeah, so another point, another point aboard the unbeaten run goes on. Charlie Lee called it five games. I think he's obviously missed six, doesn't he? Missed or down like that. <laughs> Come on, Charlie. Come on, Charlie. Count them up. You've got to understand the importance of the competition. <laughs> and, and we've scored more than one in. All of them? Yeah. Yeah, since Dover, we've scored yeah. at least two. Well, Dover, South and Bromley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think we'll make three at Aldershot? Save it for Monday. Two yeah. against Aldershot, two one win. Save it for Monday. Yeah. Has Wait. anyone done the maths yet? Can we properly send them down? I don't are, think so, no. Are they not down yet? I don't think so. I think they're holding on by... mm. Okay. So they are 22nd, uh, 11 points off Aldershot now. And they played the same amount of games as Aldershot. Um, so they've got, what, eight games left? Oh, okay. Uh, so even if Aldershot do us and they lose. Yeah. Uh, rubbish. Yeah, oh. I don't think we can send them down. Well, it'd be nice for us to actually beat them in normal time with supporters yeah. there, wouldn't it? That would be good. <laughs> We've, uh, we've talked a lot about Weymouth and we've not yet beat them over 90 minutes this season. No, I saw us beat them over 90 minutes, but that was back in the 1990s in the FA Trophy replay. <laughs> it's in black and white. Yeah, yeah um, it was in black and white. And it was a replay. And it was a replay, yeah. yeah. We drew nil-nil down <laughs> yeah. there, I think. Yeah. Yes, yes. So um, I, I, I think two more struggling sides, well relegation scrapping sides to come uh, i think we've got to up ourselves a bit if we're gonna if we're gonna do that home game hopefully people will want to put on a show for a home game and then if uh, I, i'm pretty certain that the players will realize what the uh, what the derby means when they turn up and there's hopefully an awful lot of people there certainly spoke to a lot of people who sounded like they were um, going to be there on easter monday yesterday so yeah hopefully they can raise themselves for those two. And I'll be, hopefully, at both games. Keep saying hopefully. I don't know why. I'm convinced my car's going to break down or something. But... <laughs> Fate <laughs> uh, will get in the way. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pigs will get in the way. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be at Aldershot as I'm on my way to beautiful Cornwall. But back from Weymouth. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah. Holiday. Uh, more no. holidays than Judith Chalmers, this guy, neighbor. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> used to used to do a, TV, a holiday TV program called Wish You Were Here. Oh right, okay. <laughs> That's baby. I, don't know that I do have that many holidays. I mean, it's half term. I'm just going away because it's half term. Well, more <laughs> more more holidays than us. Well, you can go on holiday whenever you like, Dave. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> you don't. Know, you're not under the pressure of the schools telling you when you can go or not. No. No, it's uh, and it's more expensive to go on school holidays anyway. So I just have to try and avoid that. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So yes, another point, and uh, we 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 go on to next Friday, isn't it? Yeah, that will be strange. We're going to be people are going to have two match day morning podcasts Friday and Monday. Yeah, they are, aren't they? We're going to have to have a think about that, aren't we? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do. Mm. <laughs> 
have a friday and monday Monday well, it's podcast a, it's up to you two i won't be here oh, i'm not yeah, back to, i'm not back till sunday sunday yeah. evening so well i'm not traveling down till good friday morning anyway so i'll be around thursday night we'll sort it out ben don't worry yeah we got it mate don't worry about it yeah. we got it yeah. um do you think we'll see ted can on friday after his not first error yesterday <laughs> how many more games has he got how many more how much longer has he got left yeah a couple. I think he get. I think basically Easter weekend would be his final weekend. Right, right. Um, they. I'm sure he's going to be a very capable goalkeeper, probably somewhere higher up the uh, footballing pyramid than we are. But I'd put Grant Smith back in. Yeah, he, I, mean, I think we said that first. He didn't. We? He's our player. And yeah. if he's having a bit of a wobble, that that second goal yesterday. I heard when I heard it. And they said how he'd be disappointed. I thought, well, I'm reluctant to dig goalkeepers out too much because it ain't it ain't easy and all the rest of it, blah blah blah. But is it Barrett that has the shot? Yeah, no, he's not a very good shot. It's a bit tame and light and a bit pee rollery, like a Barrett shot, really. Yeah, exactly. He absolutely lived up to his surname, <laughs> and I don't understand how he's how he's parrying it, let alone parrying it there. Mm. Like, I think you should be keeping hold of it. I think you should be saving it. Or if you feel like you've got to parry it, you've got to get it away. You've got to get some distance on it. You've got to, he tries to get his whole body down to it. And it almost looks easier just to kick, to boot it away, to kick it away, just to stick your left leg out and just shank the thing. But he actually gets his whole body down to parry it to the one place you wouldn't want to parry it to. It's, um, I think he'll look back and he'll know, he'll know. And I'm not going to, like you say, he's, he's obviously had his moments. And I thought his distribution for the goal, for the penalty was incredibly picked it up and just launches it onto Tom Knowles' foot, who brings it down incredibly well. So he's clearly got so many attributes, but that's a big error. That's a big error. And one that, yeah, unfortunately at that moment has cost us. You need to keep us to be big there. And I don't think Grant Smith parries it there. I think Grant Smith does a bit better in one way, shape or form. He's an upgrade on Dylan Barnes, but then again, I'm an upgrade on Dylan Barnes. But um, <laughs> I think I think it's time for Grant Smith to come back. Ted, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming in, doing a good job. But yeah, Grant Smith, get him in, get him in, get him done, get him sorted, get him fucking signed up. <laughs> I know, I know, this is a blindingly obvious statement, but we've done a lot better this season when our defenders haven't let players get shots off or our keepers have had work to do i know i know i know i know but grant smith has made mistakes this season we saw it at boreham wood up close and personal when he dropped it on a defender's head there was the one at dagenham was there one at maidenhead as well so he's made he's made a few mistakes as well and i just think you know yeah grant smith is a good goalkeeper very happy to have him <laughs> but um it, but it, I don't there's think no goalkeeper a... at this level that doesn't make mistakes yeah. no no i know but i think there's you know there's an element of uh, you know none of our keepers seem to particularly exude masses of confidence and dominance in the box to but you know that's the level we're at isn't it but it's just and, and goalkeeper errors lead to goals yeah misplaced yeah. pass from a midfielder can be sorted out 20 yards further back it's fine yeah. it's not a problem a goalkeeper error will lead to a goal 99 times out of 100 um 
My other, my other con- concern now is we're going to be missing Matt Worthington for four games. He's not available now till Wilson on the 2nd of May, unless it gets appealed and overturned. Middle of midfield starting to look just a teeny tiny bit light now. No Josh Staunton. We assume he's having or had his surgery. Um, no Matty Worthington. Del Gorman's Del Gorman's picking up yellows, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's close to 15. <laughs> and that yeah. would mean another long absence. He could be missing three games. I'm just very aware. I think we're going to need possibly 180 minutes out of Lawson Diaz. Yeah, we got Diaz and Bradley didn't come on either. He's been playing in midfield, played in midfield at Notts County, didn't he? I know he's obviously captain in the SBC. I wonder whether that's what Charlie Lee had his mind on with not with Diaz because Diaz didn't come on either, did he? Diaz mm. and Bradley were both kept on the bench. I wonder if he's got them in mind for Good Friday. Do you reckon he'll go? He'll change to a three again in midfield because it's I don't know if I see either of those either of Bradley and Diath as a part of a midfield pair what bring them both in yeah with Gorman and have a three in midfield and then Knowles Wakefield fella Knowles Neufield Reed whoever as a you know as a three because I kind of think it's easy to get exposed when you've got two and if you've not got your first choice two in there and Worthy covers a lot of ground and is good with the ball um, maybe it's better to have maybe it'd be better to have three my my first thought is that that would expose our, our fullbacks that have been the target if Mark Little was targeted yesterday we know Morgan Williams has been targeted albeit done okay under those targets do they not need a little bit of extra cover and as the others around them not offered that by having someone in front of them. It's a strange little conundrum. He's he's had some managerial questions asked of him this first few games um, as Charlie Lee. And so far, he's answered most of them OK. So, uh, yeah, I just wonder if maybe even go Barnet and just put someone extra in front of Williams and then put someone else on the other side that maybe is a little bit more defensively minded. Maybe Diaz on the right, then Brad or Bradley on the right. And then have Diaz and Gorman, and then Barnett, and maybe try and protect his fullbacks <laughs> a little bit more. I don't know. My brain's trying to figure out. I'm going to say, I'm just yeah. trying to write all these down. These formations. There's a lot of players' names to be thrown. There's out about there. 14 players on the pitch at the moment. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah. It's, uh, it, he's if if that doesn't get overturned, that's a big loss. It's a big loss to try and then figure out how you go about because it's not just a personnel change. I think you are right. There's some sort of tactical switch that will have to be made. Yeah, yeah. But it no, sounds like we're gonna, it sounds like we're going to try and appeal that. I don't think we can miss him for four games. If if I, ideally, no. yeah. Well, Charlie seemed very well. He got a yellow card, didn't he, at half time for his remonstrations? Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, yeah. They they said it on the radio. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, right. Yeah, he was certainly uh, up and down, should we say, on the <laughs> uh, on the on the touchline uh, along with their manager. There was a there was a good bit of uh, yeah dugout dugout dancing shall we say and, and somebody pointed out to me that apparently the manager's other son the one who wasn't playing uh, was uh got to some stage of strictly come dancing the king's lynn manager not charlie not charlie uh lee's son i don't know if charlie lee has a son i think i think he's got kids isn't he but i don't think he's ever been on strictly come dancing well we'll we'll find out and we'll let you know yeah okay yeah <laughs> That's that's a question for the presser. Has your son ever been in Strictly Come Dancing? If not, why not? 
Uh, should we take some questions? Have we got, we got any questions? We have got a few, yes. GCQs, which we've uh, we, we we put out last night. So uh, because we're obviously recording about ten o'clock on Sunday morning. So apologies if anyone missed them. We have been well. In, in fact, shall we? Because a couple of people asked me yesterday, and Ben and I obviously touched upon. Uh, the Scott Priestnell situation, and Ian, you weren't here on Thursday to face the music, not abducted. Um, but uh, I yeah, face, should... I did face the music. You did, you did. You had that conversation. Is there not not that I'm uh, strong arming you into saying anything? But is there is there anything that you want to say about it, or is there anything you want to say about what has happened since that conversation? Because a lot of people were saying to me, "When's the interview? When are you talking to him? What are you going to ask him?" Blah blah blah. blah. So this morning, obviously, because I'm away for a week, um, I mean, you two could do it if you like, but I feel like we should all all have a go. So this morning we've um, emailed over topics of discussion and um, not questions, topics of discussion and uh, when we hope to be able to do it uh, the following week. Um, so hopefully then we'll we'll have something we'll let you know uh, but i you know i don't think it's fair to divulge anything from a private conversation no um, no we'll we'll we're, but, people will hear it all themselves won't they yeah and i think it's you know i i think it's it's a good thing that i've we've had a conversation after you know calling calling it out on a open letter He's, we've had a conversation. Let's um, hope that we can get this podcast out there and people can judge for themselves. Yeah. And the the other thing I was going to say was that because a couple of people did message us on the socials to ask, why have you taken the, the open letter off change.org? We, we haven't taken it off there. In fact, oh, okay. it is... Yeah, a couple of people messaged on um, uh, on, on on LinkedIn to ask what, uh, where it was, and it's definitely still there. Yeah. And as we stand here at 41 minutes past 10 on Sunday morning, it has 1,377 signatures against it. So as we said uh, on Thursday, Friday, thank you to every one of those 1,377 people. I think the more people we get signed to it, the stronger our voices and the more... We, we, we have the credibility to ask uh, ask questions. A lot of people have been in touch about what questions we should be asking and some of the phraseology of how the questions should go was uh, suggested to me on uh, <laughs> in the pub uh, where the Wurzels <laughs> were playing, where the Wurzels were uh, in full uh, full swing on the jukebox in the Napier in, in Kings Lynn yesterday. But um, yeah, so. Did you say LinkedIn? Do we have a LinkedIn? Oh, LinkedIn. Did I say LinkedIn? You did say LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. I, prob- I probably meant Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. not LinkedIn. No, and- yeah. We're not really professional enough yeah. to have a, a LinkedIn, are we? Ben's like, what other social account am I not allowed in? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely true. Can I just point out, Ben has as much access to the passwords for everything as any of us do. He just chooses to not trust himself with them. Correct. But then crazily trusts me with them. So there we go. Anyway, yeah, I, I wanted to ask that because a lot of people asked me and I think there may even be a couple of questions. Apparently, Marcus said to me, some people on the train were talking about us. Oh, I right. am not prepared to, I'm not prepared 
to admit at any point that anyone actually listens to this and we hold any kind of credence of any kind of public <laughs> opinion. It is ridiculous. Well, I don't know which player it was, but somebody told me that uh, or I read on, on Twitter that there was one of our players was on the train on the way back from Kings Lynn. Uh, I don't know who which which player it was, um, but yes, I don't know if it was that player who was talking about us on the way in. Apparently, Kings Lynn is direct from Kings Cross. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine. I imagine it's one of the London boys. They've all got. I assume they all have Sunday off. Maybe even Monday off. Yeah. Um, going into a busy week, so maybe they just thought, no point getting in a coach for six hours. I'll hop back down on the train, go see my mates in London, and then mosey my way back over. Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah. It was a direct train from King's Cross, but Michael Cleverly still did not make it. <laughs> Learning how to use a hose, apparently. That was the excuse I, I heard. So answer yourself there, Cleverly. Right. Anyway, questions. <laughs> uh, GCQs. Paddy Horsington. Of course, you can OG. always rely on Paddy, the OG. Have you ever been to a game at Dulwich Hamlet? Or watch the Peter Crouch documentary where he helps the club out after COVID. YTSC could learn so much from that match day experience. Have either of you watched this documentary where he uh, helps out Dulwich Hamlet? No, it's on Discovery, I think. Oh, is it? Discovery? Yeah. Wow, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't. I, I have been intrigued too. Um, yeah, a lot of people say a lot of good things. I think it's one of those that maybe have been hammed up a little bit. Right. The Robbie Savage one on BBC, it's a little bit, you know, I'm very cautious of editing and things like that. Um, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I haven't. And I've never been to Dulwich Hamlet either. Closest I ever got to a London non-league game was Haring game. We all know how badly that went. Yeah, yeah. I, I have been to Dulwich Hamlet uh, a couple of times, actually, back in the late 90s, mid to late 90s in our ISIS League day. Champion Hill, it's called. Um, I think it was quite a different club back then. I think they've got a bit of a hip, hipsterish edge to yeah, them. Yeah, before they became the trendiest club yeah. in non-league. Yeah. I think I think it's hard to compare a club like that with us because A, they're in London, um, surrounded by chimney pots and people to go um compared to what we have and because there are sure there's no chimney pots in yeovil (laughs) not a lot um and because (laughs) it's i guess because it's a smaller smaller club they can do certain community things that we can as well they've they've been on the brink like the absolute brink of um going out of business haven't they and losing their ground and things like that which really drives a club or drives a community to to rescue it and to do something special and and really make it a focal point of the community um i mean there'll be some people listening to that saying well that's (laughs) we can relate to that but i don't i don't know that we can we don't (laughs) know we don't know till till (laughs) something happens that it's time to worry d no but yeah to but no, make, make, never make, been make, to a dulwich game <laughs> no i've been and not but not seen the peter Krause documentary so maybe that's our our homework is to, to watch that and then robin bachelor who does have a couple of questions asks paddy is a documentary good he did his master's dissertation on dulwich hamlet so there you go maybe robin bachelor is a man to tell us all about dulwich hamlet is robin bachelor a hipster 
it's that our own gcqs uh, yeah exactly maybe we'll have to ask him i'm just looking at his picture there's there's a bit of a beard there i'm not sure whether beard oil is involved but um yeah robin tell us are you hipster that's the question for you that's one back at you um but robin does ask a question he said he is cheering the team on from portugal this week What's the furthest place you have worn slash been recognised in your YTFC shirt? Furthest place from wherever the team was playing, one assumes. And Leeds can't be the answer, Ben. It might not be far off. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, I've got... I've got I, um, Barcelona? Oh, no, New York. I watched the New York derby in a Yeovil shirt. And people yeah. asked me what kid it was and whether or not I supported Celtic. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I, I I beat that by the width of the United States of America because I watched the first Man United game in a Los Angeles hotel room because uh, I'd gone over from New Year's Eve. I think I went over to to LA for a, for a trip out there, but it was about eight seven eight o'clock in the morning that I watched it and because it was Man United obviously it was on the telly over there so yeah I I had my shirt on in a New York in a LA hotel room but nobody recognized it apart from my partner but he didn't care anyway so he was just like <laughs> turn, turn the telly off I don't care if Angel Di Maria is playing or not but there you go and I don't get very far so I can't really Cornwall yeah is, uh, uh, I might have worn one to Scotland for my uncle's first wedding, maybe. And did they ask you if it was a Celtic shirt there? No, they didn't. I <laughs> think they gave me a Rangers shirt shortly right. after. Right, okay. <laughs> right. I'm well. not kidding. I'm not kidding. I got sent a Rangers shirt in the post. Right, right, yeah. And it, yeah. it was before we wore stripes. I'm thinking it was it was been it would have been around 99 2000 so it was the gateway computing right. yeah the light green similar to the one we've got now that sort of color shirt before we wore hoops you mean not stripes yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah ben smith jamie Pittman. those are the standout uh, names who wore that kit murray fishlock i think would he be uh, around then i'm not sure if he was injured then Gateway computing okay All dave right. piper Oh, we're really legend. This is this is like a May the fourteenth fall over, isn't it? Matt, is, uh... Matt Hayfield. <laughs> oh, Matt Hayfield. He, he had was, a hit on him, didn't he? Well, I remember what he was a bit ropey some games. I remember he scored a hat trick one night, and that was it. I think Darren Way probably turned up in that kit at one point as well. He um, Matt Hayfield was uh, scored in that um, uh, the, the Cardiff game, didn't he? The one where um... Tony Pennock. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Tony Panic had a had a bit of a wobble. <laughs> a bit of a wobble. Yeah. Slight, slight... A bit of a wobble, do you mean he threw the ball to the Cardiff player? Yeah. Well, yeah. he always used to do that with his goal kicks, didn't it? When he, he used to spin yeah. the ball and it would spin Ow. back. And it yeah. didn't spin back. It carried on. And was it Kevin Nugent? Kevin, Kevin Nugent, yeah, yeah. Who's Ben Nugent? He plays for his dad or uncle, I think. Yeah, related in some way, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, this might not be interesting to, to everyone, but I asked a question back in the days when this podcast had a quiz and anyone cared about it. And uh, <laughs> uh, I asked a question about what was interesting about a linesman who officiated in a game, uh, I think in the first season in, back in, non, in the conference, uh, against Boreham Wood, I think. 
and I can't remember whether I gave the answer to this or not, but I'm going to say it because Matt Hayfield came on loan to us from Bristol Rovers with another player called Steve Parmenter. And Steve Parmenter was the assistant referee in two of our games in our first season back in the uh, in the conference. Uh, and he also is a Metropolitan Police Officer as well. There you go. He's not officiated since then, so maybe somebody has figured out that he used to play for us and it's probably not the right thing to do, but there you go. Is that your favourite stat? I know Ben was asked his favourite stat. Oh, it was, yeah. Come on, but, Ben. What You came up with a fake. You, you thought of one, didn't you? I did, yeah. I haven't been able to completely verify it, but I can't find anything else to um, sort of go against it. So I'm going with it. And if it's fake, who cares? Okay. I, I think... I think I'm right in saying that in losing to or exiting cup competitions at the hands of Bournemouth, followed immediately by Needham Market, is the biggest difference of pyramid positions a side has ever lost consecutive games to in England. Because Bournemouth at the time were 22nd and Needham Market were 522nd or whatever the hell they were. And I think that is the biggest gap ever that a side has lost two consecutive games to. I met yesterday for the first time the historical oracle himself, Mr. Nigel Dyson. So I will chuck that to him and see whether his whether he thinks his statistics are right. I, I, Our independent fact checker. Yeah, yeah. I can't think. I can't think. You're wrong. Oh, certainly, also, certainly for us. In 1985, 86, we finished second on 95, 92 points, and we're still eight points off the title when Wickham won it. There you go. I also like that one. Right. There you go, Debs. Imagine getting 92 points. 92 points and finishing eight points off the title. You'd be fuming. I'm sure that some people listening to this who were fuming at the time as well, yeah. <laughs> bit, like bit, you. bit before my time, but even before my time. Okay. Uh, and then we've got, a, we have got another question from uh, Robin, which is, what is the main question you want to ask Scott when you speak with him? And do you think there is any way <clears throat> for him building bridges with supporters. Well, there certainly is a way. I'd well, say there certainly is a way you, for him. I'll say this. If, you, if you're going to build a bridge, some sort of support is probably going to be needed at times. Yeah. So I would use supporting supporters of some sort to build the bridge, some bricks and mortar, whatever else is needed, really. <laughs> yeah. And the main question is going to be the meal deal. You can ask him about the future of the club, the takeover, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I want to know what his meal deal is. But... <laughs> And, and 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 I want to ask him if he cares about whether the quiz has disappeared or not, but and whether he wants to come in. I feel like I, I feel like Dave was hoping people were going to say <laughs> stuff to him at these away games. He's gone to and no one I did. said anything. I did. And do you know? Do you know who did say something to me? Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> Nigel said, "I'm thinking." Well, you're of asking some more... me for questions. Yeah. No, he said. He said, "I'm thinking of." Uh, I was just thinking of a question for a future quiz. I said, "Nigel, the quiz is gone, mate." Yeah, the quiz is you... gone. <laughs> I've bring, it, on bring it back for the live show. Bring it back for the live show. There you go. Well, I've got my sparkly suit and my spinning bow tie now, haven't I? But <laughs> as long as he asks the right question, he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, Robin. Wait, there are there are certainly ways for him to build bridges with with supporters. But um, and I think communication is the probably the first one of those. Um, the main question. Well, there's three of them. We put three of them into the letter that we. We, we wrote and you know, 1,300 people have signed it. So I'm going to guess they are the uh, the main questions that we want to ask. Anything else that you'd add in? No, I think, that we yeah, we've covered the 
you know, we've got quite a lot of topics and those questions obviously are the key ones that we wanted answers to. Um, it's a way of building bridges. It's like you said, it's all about communication. Um, and that's and... only down to one man. That's down to one person. Yeah. And it, it, it's, no way to put Ian on the spot like that. It's not his fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best, Ben. One man, one man is to blame for this. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, you know, it's building bridges through communication, but, you know, the actions have to go along yeah. with that as well, don't they? So, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I, yeah, I don't know what to expect or what to walk the walk not just talk the talk haven't you yeah definitely um and then a lovely positive way to end <laughs> uh shall i uh beautiful bestia uh, is the uh, handle for for shall i uh gcqs will yeovaltown exist in 12 months time yes yes i'm pretty confident it will um eat my pork chop has asked us uh are you Hayward and Fry's puppet? Now, eat my pork chop too, which suggests that <laughs> there's more than one fail. <laughs> he yeah. forgot his password. Yeah, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone did. Um, but I, I mean, I'm looking at Ben and Ian on the cameras here. I don't see any string. Oh, maybe there is actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of Thunderbirds meets uh, Tracy. Team, Team America. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Are we Hayward and Fry's puppets? Well, we, uh, we, we, we were trying to work out what this meant, and we can only assume that uh, someone is uh, is stuck in two thousand and nineteen. So, our suggestion to eat my pork chop is: invest in face masks. You will make a fortune. And give <laughs> us away from two thousand and nineteen. Why? Just buy shares in Pfizer. Don't ask. Yes. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Or claim you've got a, a access to lots of PPE as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you will make a fortune. Yeah, hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah. And just a, just apply for furlough money. Just, yeah. Just... <laughs> People are going, what's furlough? <laughs> yeah. There so, you go. Yeah. But give us away from 2019. Eat my pork chop too. Right, lads. Uh, enjoy a week without me. I'll... <laughs> I might be quite quiet this week. Yeah. What are we going to do? Dave, are we having your uncle on to talk about Odisha? <laughs> well, I have actually spoken. Uh, well, I, I'd spoken to Pete, the uh, uh, the guy that I spoke to last time, uh, who came on when we played him. We actually played him on Bank Holiday Monday in August, didn't we, down at their place? Um, but no, I don't think my uncle would come on, but I, I have told him that we, uh, we we need to get a picture of him with his uh, old shot scarf and me with my oval scarf. So we're going to... Uh, yeah, we're going to meet up and uh, and 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 do that. But yeah, he's been to the last few. He's, he travelled. Uh, he travelled all the way up to Altrincham from Oldershot. That's a fair old way on a coach. But yeah, are you not going to bring your half and half Oldershot <laughs> Yeovil Town scarf? Honestly, if half and half Oldershot and Yeovil Town scarf <laughs> exists, I I will hold it up if it exists. But I yeah, and then Ben will buy it on eBay for. 40 quid in a couple of months time <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right cheers lads cheers, cheers and with a quick turn skipper Alex Dock slams it in there's Lindergaard making for his back pedal 
Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. 